G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And it's my privilege to welcome on to the airwaves today a man fresh back from Africa, Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch. How are you, mate? <laughs> Very well, thank you. So you arrived back a few days ago. How's the jet lag? Are you doing okay? Oh, look, slowly getting over it, but uh, always a hazard of uh, international travel, but a great time in Africa ministering there. So uh, I guess it makes it worthwhile. Wonderful, mate. Well, welcome back. And uh, I'm curious to know your thoughts about Margaret Court. It's been Mm. in the news uh, in the last couple of days that, uh, you know, the Tennis Australia isn't sure how they're going to honour her yet. They're in discussions when Rod Laver was honoured in a massive way by Tennis Australia all those years back. But because of her views on same-sex marriage and what she said during the same-sex marriage debate, they, they, might, they think she mightn't be worthy of being honoured the same way. And so she's spoken up about this. What are your thoughts on this, mate? Yeah, well, I've written a number of pieces on Margaret Court over the years. Of course, uh, not only... The greatest Australian, well, greatest world female tennis player ever. Uh, won more Grand Slams than even Serena Williams. Uh, real champion, now a pastor in Perth. Uh, faithful to scripture, therefore will not bow down to the radical militants and the homosexual lobby. Believes that marriage is between a man and a woman. Radical stuff to believe that, something pretty much all of human history has always believed. So, yeah, now she's once again being slammed by the militants, by the sexual revolutionaries, and even Tennis Australia, which does have a uh, a court, uh, you know, named after her, the Margaret Court Court, uh, (laughs) coming up to the Australian Open. They're in a quandary. They, you know, they don't want to touch her with a 10-foot pole. She's not politically correct. She actually believes, horror of horrors, that men and women are qualified to marry, but not everyone else. So, yeah, Margaret has simply raised the point. You gave a very big honor and celebration for other greats like Rod Laver, and he's got a court named after him as well, but... They're really hesitant about doing the same for her. So, uh, again, the militants are attacking her. Tennis Australia is all up in arms, doesn't know what to do. And uh, ordinary people think, hey, we support you, Margaret. We don't support the militants and these uh, limp-wristed uh, people at uh, Australia Tennis. It's uh, quite an interesting article there too, Bill. You, you made a comment about... Uh... Uh, the Australian comedian and host of Triple M's Sydney breakfast program, Lawrence Mooney. Uh, he was on the Today Show and he said that, uh, you know, court's attitude towards gay people has no place in society. He said, you can't use her views, uh, uh, are popu- you can't use her views are popular and she has a right to say them to be homophobic. It just can't be. He said, if you're homo- homophobic, there's no space for you in public life. Yeah. Um, that, that's, uh, you know... Very black and white from him, isn't it, mate, hey? 
well, it's called fascism. Mm. You know, we will not permit people who differ to have a right to speak. In fact, you shouldn't even be here. Get out of the country is what he was saying. Well, wow. In fact, it's interesting. I, Because of my jet lag, I did something I don't normally do, up early flicking through the TV channel. So I actually saw him saying this very thing. Wow few mornings ago, and he was saying, homophobia is a crime, this is an abomination, this is abhorrent, we will not allow this. And I thought, here we go again. These guys are sexual fascists. They really do not think people like you, like me, like Margaret, and all, well, 99% of your listeners, presumably, we do not have a right to even be in Australia. We either submit, bow down to the radical homosexual agenda, or, you know, basically he's saying we should, uh, our lips should be sealed. We probably should be thrown in jail, mind you, if he had his way or kicked out of the country. This is how intolerant and hateful the radical sexual revolutionaries really are. So it's really nice of these guys to spill the beans, show their true colors. They are not about love and tolerance and acceptance. They're about shutting down anyone who dares to differ, and it's getting to be a very scary, brave new world that we live in. Mm, it's quite ironic, uh, Bill. Uh, just a couple of days ago, we had Lyle Shelton on the radio talking about the consequences of the marriage debate two years on, yep. and we put the pod- podcast on our website, and uh, I put it on Facebook, and Lyle tweeted it and put it on Twitter yep. and said, you know, these are the consequences. And this morning, I woke up to... 20 notifications from Twitter, right? And I'm reading through them, and, you know, these are from the love for all crowd, you know? <laughs> and it, I've never, I mean, disgusting words, disgusting memes, disgu- you know, horrible swear words and everything, you know? Yep. Uh, I just was like, oh, my goodness, this is just so ferocious, you know? Mm. Um, they just, they don't hold back, do they, mate? <laughs> no, well, it's the love brigade in action. They scream the loudest about tolerance, love, acceptance, and their most unloving, intolerant, unaccepting group around. They absolutely hate anybody who has a different point of view, and they make it crystal clear. So, yeah, we warned. I mean, some of us were warning for 20, 30 years. Do Mm. not go down this path, because if you do, you can open the Pandora's box. It's going to get worse, and sure enough, it's happening. Well, whenever it happens to me, Bill, I always get triggered and think about that Bible verse. Blessed are those who are persecuted for my name's sake, you know. Yep. I'm just saying, thank you, Jesus. I'm getting blessed when they're attacking me. Thank you, Jesus, you know. <laughs> just Amen. turn it around and praise the Lord. Uh, yeah. Right now, another another uh, blog you've written this week about uh, Christianity and culture wars, uh, real news versus fake news. Tell us about this one. Yeah, well, that's really one of about three and a half pieces I've written on my time in Africa. I was in the West African nation of Ghana for a week, invited to speak at a number of pro-family conferences. Uh, It's quite interesting. Africa as a whole is not keen on the radical homosexual agenda. They do favor traditional marriage and family. And so a few of us Westerners were invited to speak, along with obviously a lot of locals, And, uh, yeah, quite the contrast. Uh, Africa is not keen on what's happening in the West. They do not like the radical sexual agendas being crammed down our throats here. So uh, I was given the opportunity to share and, well, basically warn and say, please do not make the same mistakes we've made in the West. Do 
do not go down the same path that we've gone down. So it was interesting. I did actually a number of interviews there in Ghana. Uh, Even the state uh, television broadcaster had me on for an hour with a few others. Uh, Quite a difference. Uh, If you read the Ghana news reports about these various conferences I was a part of, you know, very affirming, very, uh, you know, glad I was there. But if you read some Western accounts, uh, you know, we were the devil in disguise, basically. We're a bunch of haters and white supremacists who came to uh, lock up people and, you know, imprison homosexuals, the whole, you know, just lying through their teeth. So I contrasted the uh, African uh, news reports of our time there with some of these Western hit pieces, and boy, it's, you know, it's two different worlds when you compare the two. So, yeah, that's what we're up against. Well, it is inspirational to see uh, the strong Christian faith of many Africans as well. I've got yeah. some African pastor friends uh, yeah, that I meet with and pray with, and, man, we've got to learn uh, about their, you know, sometimes these guys will have all-night prayer meetings. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they worship and dance, and, you know, their, their church services don't have a time limit. They just go for it. They just <laughs> love the Lord, don't they? That's it. In fact, that's exactly what I told my audience is there. We need to learn from you. You need to come to the West and teach us. The church is dying big time in the West. We've denied our Christian past. We've embraced secularism, the sexual revolution. We've lost our Christian heritage. Shame on us. But you guys are standing strong. So things are really going full circle. We used to send missionaries out to the developing world. Now it's time for these guys from Africa, Asia, Latin America to come back to the West and re-evangelize. We need it. We're in a bad way, and people like African Christians are really leading the way in this regard. Mm. And, you know, I love the names of many African Christians I know. I've got a friend named Pastor Prosper. I've got another friend named Gift is his name. I always say, oh, you're the gift of the Holy Spirit, you know. And um, one of of my uh, pastor friends has two daughters named Goodness and Mercy. And I said, why did you pick those names? He says, because when I drive home and they follow me, I say, Goodness and Mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, <laughs> from Psalm 23. I thought, I'll just love that. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they've got a beautiful faith. And yeah, like you said, we can learn a lot from African uh, uh, Christians and, and from many other cultures about their fervency mm. and their zeal for the Lord. And I could just picture you dancing with all those Africans yeah. worshipping Bill. Did you get into it? Uh, well, mind you, I, uh, we didn't have that many opportunities to do the <laughs> dancing, but uh, we certainly did do a bit of praise together. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Now, another blog you've written, which uh, I was very impressed with. I shared this earlier in the week on Facebook and was really uh, loved your your writing on uh, Kanye West. Uh, you know, every song on his new album, Jesus mm. is King, is in the top 100 Billboard charts. Yeah. He had a, a Sunday service last week with an altar call of over 1,000 people came to Christ. Mm. Uh, people are listening to it everywhere. People are talking about it everywhere. I just watched a video this morning of Liberty University in the U.S. where they did uh, a cover of one of his songs, Sila. They had this mm. rapper come out and did a cover of the song, and they had this big gospel choir. Um, you know, someone said the other day, you know, that uh, gospel choirs are going to make a comeback now because of this album. Um, he's really making a difference. Uh, what are your thoughts on Kanye? Yeah, well, as I said in my piece, I must confess I'm one of the few maybe who didn't know all that much about him, certainly in his former uh, life. 
uh, just an American rapper and married to Kim Kardashian. That was about all I knew. And then, of course, recent reports where he has indeed converted to Christianity and been born again, had a changed uh, life. So I did a bit of sniffing around, as you do. You research a bit, you educate yourself a bit, and I quoted a number of others. So, yeah, I did a lengthy piece on him and his conversion. And uh, two things especially I warned, which is always true in these situations. On the one hand, we have to be careful when the, whenever a celebrity of any kind becomes a Christian, there's a danger to, well, push him you know, uh, well, they're already in the spotlight, but push them more into the Christian spotlight and, you know, pretend they're all of a sudden mature, uh, wise Christian. Well, when you're a new believer, you can make mistakes, you can get it wrong, you've got to grow. So we have to be careful not to push them too fast. Uh, he needs time to be discipled and to learn about his faith. Of course, the other extreme to avoid is a lot of people can criticize him and say, oh, well, you know, he's just, a, I don't think he's a real Christian and we got to watch out and oh, look, you get, uh, you get criticisms or whatever happens. So the same here. Uh, God knows his heart. I don't, like I say, know all that much about him. It sounds like he might be the real deal. We certainly need to pray for him. That's the main thing. Keep him in prayer. Pray that he comes under good teaching, good leadership, good pastors, uh, and he really grows as a believer and uh, becomes a great witness for Christ. And I noticed in your blog uh, you quoted from actress Patricia Heaton. Mm, yeah. and she's well known from being in the TV series Everybody Loves Raymond as the mum yep. and uh, another TV show The Middle, which my kids love to watch. Mm. And uh, she is, uh, she's got a, a strong uh, Christian faith. And she says that she's definitely praying for him, and says it's very hard to be a Christian in Hollywood. And you know, it's good that she's got some, uh, that he's got some support from her, right? Yeah, no, it's absolutely. There's not many strong Christians in Hollywood and the entertainment industry. So she did say she's praying for him, and we need to do the same. You'll get a lot of persecution. You'll get a lot of attack. Uh, amongst all the lefties in Hollywood, all the secular anti-Christian folks who really make up the majority there. So she rightly said we need to keep him in our prayers. He's going to get a lot of uh, people attacking him for taking this stand. So it's good to see there's a few uh, believers, at least, who know uh, that it's a tough journey in places like Hollywood and the popular entertainment. So we can pray for her as well while we're at it as we pray for him. And, you know, he's actually speaking up on moral issues now, yeah. which uh, really inspired me. He's, he's, he's told his wife that he doesn't want to wear skimpy clothes, <laughs> and he's uh, told all of his crew he doesn't want to see any premarital sex going on uh, while they're working on his album, you know, while they're working for him. Yeah. Um, he's spoken out against abortion. Yeah. Uh, he's been quite public about these moral issues. And I read an article this week, Bill, uh, stating that something like only 10% of U.S. pastors ever speak up on moral issues. 90% mm. are too scared to because they're worried, yeah. you know, of the backlash that will come. And yeah. the article said, I think U.S. Christians need to take a leaf out of Kanye's book. Who doesn't care what people think? He just speaks the truth. Uh, what, a, what a great uh, inspiration, hey? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we do need more church leaders and pastors just like him not worried about what people think, not worried about pleasing men, not worried about am I going to lose some money in the weekly collection. 
come on, let's get out there and speak truth. He's been, as you say, speaking on pretty much all the issues, speaking out against porn, which evidently had been an issue for him in his past, uh, the abortion issue, very strong. Well, praise God, if it takes somebody like this, some American rap artist who's, uh, you know, married to the Kardashians to start speaking truth and making the rest of the church uh, hang its head in shame, well, good on them. I mean, we need more of this. We have too many cowardly uh, pastors, too many people in the pulpits who refuse to rock the boat and speak on the things that matter. So, uh, as I said in my piece, just as uh, God can possibly raise up somebody like Donald Trump is kind of a wrecking ball in the political realm, well, maybe he's raised up somebody like Kanye West in the spiritual and cultural realm as a wrecking ball to, you know, the church hasn't been doing its job, so God says, okay, I can use Balaam's ass, I can use anybody to get the job done. It's a shame that the church hasn't been doing its job, so God can raise up all kinds of people. Absolutely, and uh, I um, I have a confession to make, Bill. Uh, I watched the Kardashians TV show once, and accidentally, I, you know, I, so I was with my wife, we were on holidays, and, you know, flicking through the channels on, you know, at the hotel, and keeping up with the Kardashians come on. I've never seen an episode yeah. in my life and yeah. and you know, it's Kim Kardashian and all that, you know, they're all doing their family thing. Anyway, the episode that we happened to flick onto had a Christian pastor named Rich Wilkinson Junior okay. who's connected to Justin Bieber and, you know, this young cool pastor and he's on Christian media in, in the US on T B N and things. Anyway, he's talking to the, the to the some of the Kardashians about the wedding he's about to do for them. And talking about what the Bible says about marriage and loving each other and forgiving each other and honoring each other, you know. And he's fully preaching on the TV show. And this was like two years ago. Yep. And I remember thinking, this is fascinating, you know. This is a a show that I've heard lots of bad things about. But, um, you know, maybe, Bill, God has been sending people along to this family who is world famous Yep. And maybe they're receiving it. You know, let's pray for the whole Kardashian family, huh? Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> when you get guys like Bruce Jenner uh, pretending he's a woman and, you know, all the madness that's going on there and all the other uh, sleazy activities that you find with this family, well, God can and does care about families like this as much as any other. So, indeed, let's pray for the gang. Uh, pray for Kim and all the other celebs in that family. Uh, evidently, she was had a baptism in her. Uh, well, her pa- background is Armenian uh, tradition, so she evidently was baptized in that tradition a while ago. Whether that means she's got any kind of Christian conversion, I don't know. But we can certainly pray to that end. Now that her husband seems to be on fire for the Lord, well, let's hope it catches and. The whole rest of the family follows suit. Amen. And have you listened to his music yet, Bill? Well, I haven't yet. I'm a bit <laughs> slow. I better listen to the new album. Now I'm <laughs> writing about it. I better get on the bandwagon, I guess. Here. So I'll just give a I'll just give a parental ears warning. Um, mm-hmm. I listened on Spotify the other day to one okay. of the songs. Yep. And it was all about Jesus, and you know, and the whole new album's got you know no swearing. It's all clean. Okay. It's all Christian. You know. But after I listened to the one song. 
one of his old songs came on <laughs> with swearing in it, and I yeah. had to quickly turn it off, and I was like, oh, yeah. my God, you know. Um, so uh, the, I, I wonder, you know, what what's he going to do about all his old songs, yeah. you know? I guess well, the, they're out there for everyone to listen to. But well, that's right. Yeah, let's that's hope they listen to the new stuff only. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> all right, Bill, always a pleasure to catch up. If people want to find out more, they can go to billmuhlenberg.com or Google Culture Watch uh, for Bill's latest articles. And uh, also on Facebook and social media, you do a great job, Bill. God bless you, mate. Thanks for your time. All right, Benny. Thanks. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.